everybody says like you're oh you're a first year teacher like you're gonna be exhausted and tired and you're gonna cry a lot and like your first year's your roughest year like I heard that like so much that was the dialogue and I hit this breaking point where I just broke it was just like an episode of Sunday Scaries and I was just sobbing and I was like I have to do something about this there is no reason why we should just have to accept the fact that first year teachers need to be miserable because it's their first year hey there i'm amber harper former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend, and I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to episode 165 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. So you just heard a little bit of Jada's story, and Jada is a student of Burned In Teacher University, and you're going to hear from her and her incredible story in just a minute. But before we dive in, I wanted to make sure to remind you that you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't hesitate to connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of those social media platforms at Burned In Teacher. And one of the newer platforms that you'll find me on is Pinterest, in addition to Teachers Paid Teachers. It's been a long time coming for me to make a comeback to Pinterest and to join the Teachers Paid Teachers community with small, actionable pieces of the burned-in process that you feel are best for you. So all of my resources on Teachers Paid Teachers are centered around the burned-in process and are specifically built for different burnout types. So check me out at TeachersPaidTeachers.com, search for burnout burned in teacher and check me out on Pinterest. I was there a while ago, decided to take a break and now I'm back. So (laughs) um, it's good to be back. So this episode is going to air in mid-December and we are very, very close to the middle of the school year. I honestly cannot believe it. This year has been a whirlwind full of highs and lows and um, I have just continued to learn so, so much from my kindergartners and from my colleagues uh, since this is my second year teaching kindergarten. And to be quite honest, last school year, I really did feel like a brand new baby teacher, even though 
Uh, it was my 13th year of teaching. And I really related to Jada's story so, so much because I started, although we started our school years a little bit differently, um, I started off really energetic, really excited, really pumped to get the school year started. Unfortunately, that's not Jada's reality. And during this school year, right now, 22-23, she is a first-year teacher. And you'll hear her talk about how before she even began her first teaching job, she was already beginning to burn out because of the narrative she was hearing out in her in her workspace, in her school, and also by the narrative that she was having in her mind about what it was going to be like and look like and feel like and sound like to be a brand new teacher. And you'll hear me talk about this more in the episode, but you'll hear me talk about just how much it breaks my heart that we seem to almost set these first-year teachers up to believe that their first year is going to be a full-on failure, and that is just so disappointing to me. So I wanted to ask you a favor. If you have a first-year teacher in your school, reach out, tell them hi, ask them how it's going, and ask them to be honest and let them know that you are there for them if they need support. And of course, let them know about Burned In Teacher if they've never heard of me before. So Jada uh, and I met uh, via me speaking at a conference this past summer in Lafayette, Indiana. And it just really touched my heart that even as a first-year teacher, she knew that she really needed some support to help her to create a sustainable career in this, in this incredibly challenging job of teaching. And she's one of the first teachers who has joined the Burned In Teacher University family um, as a first-year teacher. And I feel so excited about that because although I love all of my veteran teachers out there and my teachers who have been in the in the career for a couple of years, um, to reach somebody at this brand new foundational moment of becoming a brand new teacher is just super ideal because she is going to save herself a lot of heartache. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode where I I interview my friend Jada, who is a first-year teacher teaching third grade. Let's dive in. Hi, Jada. Thank you so much for being on the Burn In Teacher podcast to tell your story. I'm so excited that you're here. I am so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about you personally and professionally. You know, let us know where you're from you know, a little bit about your family and what it is that you do in education. Yeah. So, um, I am a teacher in Indiana. Um, my family lives on the West side of Indianapolis and I live in Lafayette. Yeah. I am a third grade teacher, um, at a title one school in the city that I live in. So I love it. Mm. And this is your first year teaching, right? Yes, I'm just a yeah. baby teacher. So <laughs> I I love so much that you get to share your experience with the Burden Teacher University course as a first year teacher. I have not had very many, you know, v- brand new baby teachers uh, go through this course. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective and how it's helped you, you know, as somebody who doesn't have a ton of experience in the education in the education field. Yeah, so much. It's changed the game for me. So oh, I cannot wait to hear about it. So Jada, did you always want to be a teacher? Was this something that you always wanted to do? 
<laughs> no. So I actually, I came into the career, I always joke, I kind of came into teaching, kicking and screaming uh, because my senior year of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And it's a very interesting story, but basically I wanted to do something creative and I did public speaking and I loved helping people And I went and I toured all these colleges and all these different things and nothing felt right. And I just kind of sent out in the universe, like, tell me what you want me to do. And I was accidentally added to a education camp email for Purdue that I was not like on their email list. Mm -hmm. And that Friday, I went to a Chinese restaurant and I got a fortune cookie and it said, do what you were called to do. And my Chinese word at the bottom was teach. Um, and then I started getting into the classroom and I fell in love with it. And I knew that it was exactly what I needed to do. Oh, I love that story so much. I love it because I never knew what I wanted to do either in high school. You know, I wasn't one of those kids that like sat up their stuffed animals and like pretended to be a teacher, you know, when I was a little girl or anything, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and it just, I thought, you know, I've always been in school, so I know what teachers do. So I'll just be a teacher. I'll just go do that. And it ended up being the best thing. I'm I'm so glad that I that I made that. I I, I do have to admit, kind of like that knee jerk decision because I had my daughter so young, you know, right out of high school, and I just I needed to make a choice. So I'm like, well, I I thought I would do nursing, and that didn't work out for me. And I was like, well. I'm just going to go to school for education. And the more classes that I went through, I was like, yes, this is totally for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your first year. Like, how has it been going? Um, <laughs> you know, we're only a couple of months in. So what are some things you've been experiencing? Um, oh my goodness, a lot. So I, I relate so heavily to um, your kind of like burn teacher story uh, because on the first day of school at the end of the school day I was hyperventilating and crying on the floor in my classroom and there were other teachers who were there like hey like you got this I know it's a lot like you could do it I had the support which was great but um, just just a lot of tears a lot of overwhelm I have kids who have some really big behaviors dealing with high trauma um, and um teaching a population that's experiencing a lot of poverty is really challenging and it presents its own battles um, that come with that. And another thing was I had had placements in classrooms pre-pandemic and coming into third grade, I had prepped all my stuff for like the first few weeks of school and I came in and I realized, oh no, I have a lot of illiteracy in my classroom. Mm -hmm. I had so many kids who can't read at all. And I was like, what on earth am I going to do? Like, this is an, I read standardized testing year and everything, all the materials I had, I was expecting the third grader that I interacted with in 2018, right? Mm -hmm. Not the third grader that I was experiencing in 2022, post-pandemic, not yeah. having um, family who's able to help because family's out working and doing what they got to do, right? right? And so I didn't realize how far behind some of these kids were. And I quickly had to readjust everything that yeah. I had intended on doing. And the overwhelm, the exhaustion, I was pouring so much. I was staying up until like 10 or 11 p.m. every night just trying to 
get a grip in any way I could. And classroom management was a huge battle. And these, these kids are something else, right? And I know a lot of teachers have been talking about it, but I was taking like so much to heart personally. And I had no boundaries and I was just doing, everybody says like, you're, oh, you're a first year teacher. Like you're going to be exhausted and tired and you're going to cry a lot. And like your first year's your roughest year. Like I heard that like so much, that was the dialogue. And I hit this breaking point where I just broke. It was just like an episode of Sunday scaries. And I was just sobbing and I was like, I have to do something about this. There is no reason why we should just have to accept the fact that first year teachers need to be miserable because it's their first year. I I don't think that's fair. And so I wanted to kind of reclaim my time, reclaim my love for teaching. I had just I had fallen out of it because it was so much of dealing with behaviors and fights and um I, I, my little teacher heart broke, right? And so I slowly got to put those pieces back together. And as soon as you opened up the course, I was like, I'm all in, like, let's do it. Um, Cause I had been stalking your podcast forever anyway, and getting helpful insight and to finally be able to do it. I have noticed a considerate change in myself and it's noticeable, um, I think others in my life have noticed that I'm slowly getting to a point where my job is more sustainable and it's not taking everything out of me anymore. Hey there, I'm interrupting this episode really quickly to tell you about my newest free workshop, How to Tackle Your Teacher Burnout in 30 Minutes. Okay, okay, truth be told, you can't fully cure your burnout in 30 minutes, but you can learn some incredibly important mindset shifts and steps you can take today to begin to see dramatic results tomorrow. The fact is, you have to be willing to make changes in your own life now if you want to keep changing the lives of your students. And heck, not just the lives of your students, but your life as well. You know that's important too, right? In this free on-demand workshop, you'll learn three mistakes that most teachers make that will keep you stuck in burnout for far too long. You'll learn three actionable mindset shifts that will help you begin to tackle your burnout without the self-care lecture, by the way. And you'll learn the process to design a personalized burnout plan to help you tackle your burnout and thrive in the classroom and in life. And spoiler alert, in this less than 45 minute workshop, I'll also give you an opportunity to save money on my signature course, Burned in Teacher University. But I only offer this to teachers who are truly ready to make some big shifts in their lives. And it starts with this workshop. So if when you think about your career in education, you immediately feel stressed and overwhelmed, consider this free workshop and the free accompanying workbook, your free toolbox for preparing for changing your reality today. Are you ready to take action and do what's best for future you? Wherever you are on your burnout journey and no matter your burnout type, this workshop is guaranteed to help you to take a next step that is best for you. Who wouldn't want that? Go to burnedinteacher.com workshop today. Register for free, print out the workbook, pour yourself something nice, and begin to change your life in less than an hour. Listen, I remember the moment when I knew I had to do something truly different. 
And unfortunately, my moment came in the form of sobbing to my coworkers about my dog crapping in his kennel. There was nothing pretty about that moment. And I don't want that for you. So before you hit your rock bottom, and heck, even if you have, jump over to burnedinteacher.com slash workshop today and do something truly different for your burnout. While your burnout isn't your fault, it is your responsibility to move through it. So let's do this together. I'll see you there. Now, back to the episode. Oh my goodness. Jada, like that just, it tears my heart out to hear how that narrative that you had had in your head before about what being a first year teacher is like, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I remember, and and I do want to ask you about this, but I remember also I was not blessed with a really supportive, friendly, fun team my first couple of years teaching. So that was also added to all of that extra stress and um, it's all the things that come with the newness of being a new teacher. And so although I didn't find, I didn't have the support that I felt like I needed, did you feel like you did? Like, did, were your, uh, teaching partners, like how many did you have and were they trying to help you or were they just adding to that narrative of this is just the way it is as a first year so teacher? I have, there's four of us on my grade level team. Mm-hmm. And as much as I felt like I had the support, three of us are new to the school and, that's because high teacher turnover rates right now. And so to have three of us who are new to this school, I am the youngest teacher on my team. Um, But we were all kind of in the same struggle boat together, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, like this is not what, like it wasn't what they were used to. It wasn't what I was expecting when I was having my sweet little teacher dreams in <laughs> college, of course. Um, but I do feel like I had like a great support system there. But I'm also, I'm such a perfectionist and I'm such a try hard and I wanted to do everything to help everybody else. Mm-hmm. I am a big like human giver syndrome, if you will. I'm just like, please, like, let me help you do this. Let me help you do that. And like, meanwhile, like, it was time for the first progress report. And I was like, I haven't graded a single thing for my own class. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I quickly had to learn that like, I can't help everybody else without also helping myself, mm-hmm. but just school culture wise, it was very common to hear like, Oh, your first year, because honestly, a lot of them did have rough first years mm-hmm. wherever they taught their first year. And so I guess I've just made the executive decision that I don't want to have to suffer. Yeah. No, and nobody should. It doesn't matter how long you've been teaching. Nobody should feel like they're suffering or struggling through their career. And I just, I, I'm so, I, I just refuse that narrative so much. I mean, even in my own teaching life, like I refuse for that to be my narrative. And unfortunately it's just become commonplace. And I think honestly, there are a lot of people out there that are helping to change this narrative. And I, I think that it's it's going to be a slow turnover, like turnover in a good way <laughs> of, you know, helping teachers to realize like you don't have to sacrifice yourself to be a good teacher. Yeah, for sure. So what steps have kind of resonated? You said that people have already started. Let's let's back up. Let, let me ask you this question first. So you said that people have noticed some changes in you and you are s- slowly creating a sustainable career. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? So first, the time budgeter. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I filled that out and I was like, this is what 
um, like, this is what I've been doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, no wonder this is not feeling sustainable. Um, and I've decided that I am a Sunday, uh, not Sunday, Saturday morning girly. Like mm -hmm. I am one who like, I will spend like two or three hours in my classroom on a Saturday with a coffee where it's a calm environment and there's like no external stressors. Yeah. I'm the only one in the building. It's like wonderful. But I have been leaving at contract time every single day. And that's made a difference because I've started going to the gym. So I'm helping my nervous system and I'm taking better care of myself. But um, early on, like I wasn't eating lunch. Like I was working through my lunch and I wouldn't have time to eat because I was just like working nonstop. And so that was a huge shift for me. Um, also just realizing that like, I am not able to control everyone's narrative around education. And unfortunately there are a lot of people who do not think very highly of education or educators. And I had to realize that I cannot, I can't fix all of the world's problems. But what I can do is I can make my classroom a better environment for my students. And by prioritizing myself, I can be a better teacher for them because I wasn't being as effective or calm or good at communication and handling conflict with them when I wasn't taking care of myself and I felt bad and I looked bad and I was just falling apart. Right. So, mm. um, I can, hear, those boundaries. I can hear so many pieces of the lessons in what you're saying to me. I'm like, you get a gold star. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I love what you said about like that, that time budgeter was really helpful for you. And a huge piece of that is realizing your why, but it's a reverse why. It's not why are you teaching? It's why do you want to stop working all the time? What is your why to leave? What do you need to do for you? Or what do you want to do for you? Because ultimately those are the things that make you a better teacher because you are not giving, giving, giving of yourself. You are essentially, you know, that good old fill your own cup. Like, what do you need, Jada? Why do you need to leave? Because what do you need outside of being a good teacher? Yeah. I love that so much. I love that you're talking about taking care of yourself. Like that goes into the habits, right? Of like those keystone habits that we talk about um, that have that ripple effect that, you know, uh, yeah, I go to, I go to the gym or I work out or I go hang out with my friends. How is that going to make me a better teacher? Well, it's because you're taking your mind off of those things. You're 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 making sure that all of those wellness, those pillars of wellness in your life are are becoming strong. So I'm just so proud of you to hear you say all of this. <laughs> Thank you. So what steps resonated with you the most in the burned in process? Um ooh. like was it begin where you are, understand your teacher brand, reflect on your challenges, nurture your strengths and habits? Like, was there one module? Or one lesson that really me, spoke like, to you? Nurturing strengths and habits was like a really good one because that's where you're able to assess like, oh, I am not like using this skill that I'm really good at. Why not? And how can I kind of redirect my energy to make sure um, that I'm building things that are sustainable, but also begin where you are was really good because it felt like sort of like a, like a no shame, like let's self-assess. Let's sit and take a look. Why are you falling apart and crying every day in your car? Right. Like yeah. let's let's pick through this. Let's figure out like, is it 
Is it time? Is it, are you doing things that aren't necessary? Uh, by sitting and writing everything out, I was like, why on earth am I wasting my time with X, Y, or Z that is not benefiting my students? It's not benefiting me. It's not like increasing like parent communication or anything. Like none of my children's parents like utilize email. Why am I making an email newsletter? Pointless. None of them read it. None of them see it. I'm going to send them a message. Like it's much quicker and more effective, right? So yes. instead of doing all the the right things or the Pinterest teacher things, you can sit and be like, okay, what are the right things for my kids and my kids' families? What do I, What's serving me and what isn't? I love that. Do you know what you just defined like to its core? That is what quiet quitting is. That is like this whole, this whole new term. Have you heard of quiet quitting before? Yeah. Yeah. So that is exactly what it is. And it has sort of a negative connotation because it has the word quitting in it. But it's, I don't really care what you call it. What it means is you saying like what you just said, why do I keep doing this even though it doesn't make any sense for my kids or for me as their teacher? And I mean, and that's not like, that's not a negative statement. That's like an epiphany. That's like, that's like a, a, a huge turnaround that you've now become, you're taking back your power there and saying, I don't have to do that thing that I was telling myself that I did, or that Pinterest made me think that I had to do yes. to be a good teacher. I need to do this over here. That's serving the same purpose, but it's really actually going to be a better option for them. Yeah. That is amazing. So where do you feel like you are now on your burned in journey? So honestly, I am still like working through my modules and every single one I complete, I just feel like, I, I feel like I'm learning so much more about myself and also about how I can make my job more effective and more sustainable for me. Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to make this a more sustainable career for myself. And I know like, the dialogue of like teacher quit talk, like all the teachers who are just like, I'm over this. This is terrible. Everything's awful. I got to leave. Right. But a lot of new teachers are quitting. Like we're graduating. We are bright eyed and bushy tailed jumping into our professions. And we're watching a bunch of teachers who may have already been burnt out and sort of given up on the career that they're in. We're joining the career during this mass exodus of teachers and this political dialogue about educators. It's a rough time to get into education, but the truth of the matter is the kids need quality education. And if you can show up for yourself and you can say, you know what, I'm not going to care if anybody's going to think less of me, I'm leaving at contract time because that's how I can be the best teacher I can be doing it. Like doing the things that will make this job more sustainable because I don't want to become another one of the teachers who gets into the profession, doesn't have the support and gives up on themselves and gives up on their kids before they should. Yeah. I, I love that you have had the opportunity to make that realization now, because the fact is, is as those negative thoughts, they become habitual. Like you go into every year thinking the same negative thing and eventually it does even if you if you happen to last longer than a year you know those compounding thoughts of negativity and defeatist you know that defeatist mentality that victim mentality 
they weigh on you and it affects how you spend your time and who you spend your time with. And, you know, it affects everything. So I I'm so honored to be part of your first year teaching and to give you that gift of empowerment that, that you really believe now that you have more power than you thought that you did before. And honestly, like even before I stepped into the classroom, I won't even lie to you. I saw you at the ignite conference Mm -hmm. and that was, that was before I even started my career. And I took the burned in teacher quiz and I was like, burned and unbalanced. And I'm like, how? I haven't even even started. (laughs) But but it was just because everything that like had been building up into that point, everything I was seeing, all the teachers that I would interact with when I would be in different placements, this rhetoric, this dialogue like was so heavy and it burned me before I got here. And I was like, nope. (laughs) Wow. I, that is, that is huge. That's so powerful for you to for you to know that you were burned in unbalanced before you even literally started the career of teaching, like you had been hired, but you hadn't even had, had your own, your, your kids hadn't even walked into the classroom yet. That's, yeah. that's so sad. Like it's, it's so sad that we go into this career feeling that way and feeling that that's normal. Oh, well, I'm really, really glad that I got to speak at that conference and that, that you and I met through that. I mean, oh, I know you yeah. said you'd been listening. So how long have you been listening to the podcast? Since the Ignite conference. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, no, you it was so amazing. And you honestly, like hands down, the most impactful speaker that I saw the entire time I was there. And there were a lot of PD points to be earned. So let me just say <laughs> that. But um, no, seriously, what you said really stuck with me and it has changed the game for me since. So thank you for helping me in my baby teacher journey. Oh, girl, listen, everything that you have said today is the reason that I started Burned In Teacher back in 2016 in the first place, because I was you and I had no path and I had no mentors that could guide me through this. I rather had mentors that were keeping me stuck in it or making me go even deeper into it. And there were no resources back in, you know, 2011, 20, 2007, 2008, 2011, all these different times that I burned out and I was so miserable. I just, I thought my only option was to quit. And I mean, honestly, I've quit twice and come back twice. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just, it's so refreshing to hear that, that you understand that there is hope. There is hope for our profession. We just have, we have to be the ones to, to do that inner work you know, so that we can change things on the outside for our well-being. Of course. Yeah. So I have one more question for you. So if you, if you had a teacher in your life and maybe you're talking to teacher, you, you know, pre pre ignite conference, you know, and you're talking to this teacher as you now, and someone was struggling um, and they asked for your help, what would you tell them? I would tell them that there is no reason to struggle alone and that if you are caught in this negative spiral of this negative media about your profession or I don't know what I'm doing or I'm never going to be good enough or I read this book but it's not working. If you're falling apart, you don't have to struggle alone and it's really hard to admit as a first year teacher that you are getting burned of your profession as it's beginning when you are in a school full of educators who have been there. Listen, it's okay to admit that you might be struggling and falling apart and you do not have to give in to that. 
you can get the support you need and burned in teachers is a wonderful place to start. Oh, Jada, thank you so much. That really, that almost makes me emotional. <laughs> it's just, it's so hard to watch teachers struggle. Um, you know, and you know, from listening to the podcast, like I've had my own hardships this year, you know, personally and professionally. And I'm so grateful that I have done the research and done the work and you will be too in the future, because as I've told you inside the course, and I've told all the listeners out there, like being a burned in teacher doesn't mean that things are easy. Mm -mm. It means that you're ready to process them in a healthy way. And so that you can take your next best step and you don't remain stuck in that hardship. Yes. So I am, I'm just so excited for you. I'm excited for your career. And I'm just so, so grateful that you invested in yourself. You've invested the time and the money in you creating a sustainable career for yourself. Cause that's what it's all about. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Is there anything else that you'd like to teach, like to tell the burned in teacher audience today before we sign off? Um, nothing other than if your TikTok algorithm is making you sad, um, delete TikTok. Yes. <laughs> it, yeah, seriously. It, Same thing with Instagram makes, and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am like social media averse now. I pretty much only consume like YouTube and it's because I get to be really picky and choosy and I, the algorithm doesn't determine things for me. So I love it. I love it. You're extending your own reach and possibilities just by unfollowing people and choosing where you spend your time and energy. That's just, that's magic. Well, Jada, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I'm so grateful to know you and I'm so grateful that you were willing to, to share your story with our audience. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. It was wonderful. All right, everybody, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.